This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 169 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Be that girl. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections offers the whole universe of equestrian shopping at your fingertips at a price you can afford. Shop online at equestriancollections.com. And for all of your supplement needs, visit Kentucky Performance Products. Visit them at kppusa.com. Welcome to the Stable School, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. We bring you the news through hell or high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop cause it's time again for Stable School. Stable School. Stable School. Stable School. This is Glenn the Geek. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Did you notice for the first time in three years I didn't mess up the opening? You really did a great job with the opening today. <laughs> What's up? What did you eat this morning? 169 episodes. Did you have your Wheaties? <laughs> I had a good lunch. I'm feeling good. It's nice and cool and beautiful here in Lexington. So, What's the temperature good. in Lexington? Actually, it was almost 60 this morning. So Yeah, we had a nice warm, we had a very balmy night last night. I left the horses out and then woke up to like fog that was so thick I couldn't see my own hand in front of me. Oh, really? Well, you yeah. guys are going to get cold here very soon up in New England. And All right. Snow went away, I assume, from the big storm. And just... Yeah, we didn't get any snow. We're the only ones in the Northeast who didn't get snow in October. There's still people in Connecticut without power. <laughs> it's true. Yes, yes. And I'm going to see one of them on Sunday, but we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Because guess who rode today? Guess who rode today? You're back on the horse after <laughs> I'm back your in the saddle. and long ailment and w- recovery. Were you riding the horse with a boot? What? What do you mean with on? a? Were you wearing a leg brace or so, anything? No, I had nothing on. I went wow. L. I went commando. <laughs> wow! I, it was my second time in the tack. Last week I went, and for, I just have to say I love my riding instructor, my trainer. She is so kind. Um, because obviously a pie is not the kind of horse I'm going to get back on with an injured knee. She offered one of her uh, the horses that she has up in her barn, who's just quiet as can be. And before I actually bought pie. I was riding just about everything in her barn, and one day I had gotten on Max, and I cried. I, he, this horse had me in tears. Why? I couldn't get him to go forward. <laughs> I didn't have spurs on, and he was just, he's a plug. And, you know, I was healthy and cocky, and I wanted that zoom, zoom, and I couldn't get this horse to move forward. And I was so frustrated that I actually cried. Well... We were in like super slow gear today, and it was perfect. I had, I was in no rush to See, go there anywhere. There is a good, there is a time for that plug of a horse. There is a, and I'll tell you something. I don't know if it's just because I'm getting back into the tack for the first time, but I was so happy to go as slow as he wanted to go. See, that's perfect for somebody that's recovering from from surgery like you are, and perfect for this horse husband who really likes to go slow. It was, it's, I believe in the perfect. perfect. I'm calling it therapy. So 
Nora took me around. This is Nora, Nora's been on uh, Stable Scoop before of Nora Harris Equestrian. She actually led me around the lead rope because we didn't know. This was last week. We didn't know how I was going to be, you know, how Max was going to slide off one side. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Well, my leg was so weak when I did get up in the saddle. um, I my left leg was pretty much useless. It was just so weak and sore. And my right leg, I said, you know, it's not that I lost my muscle memory. I mean, I haven't been in the saddle in seven months. So I thought, well, maybe I'm just losing that muscle memory. But my right leg was perfect. It was on. It was there. It was effective. Um, everything was great. You know, I hadn't lost my riding skills, but I just had no strength in the left leg. Were you beaming the whole time? No, I was really kind of frustrated because I said, this is really sad that, um, you know, it's been this long. I've gone through this much effort and I'm, am I ever going to be able to ride on my own again? I mean, I know it's silly. Of course I'm going to be able to, it's just my knee for Christ's sakes. You know, it's not like, I'm not like Courtney King, but you definitely feel like, ugh. What's my life in the saddle going to be like from now on? And so anyway, it was bittersweet. Months, you'll forget you even had a surgery. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I've pretty, I got on today and was able to, um, again, just at the walk. But, you know, I could, I could ride serpentines and teardrops and turns. And I did all that stuff all, totally on my own. Now, we did it like he was going so slow. He was practically going backwards. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Yeah, that's the way I ride. I think that's a wonderful way to ride. I I am happy to be that girl. <laughs> yeah, but you're only going to be that girl for a little while. <laughs> then you'll be back to to speeding around like a demon, like a little A personality you are. <laughs> I don't, I, Bella doesn't like that. She doesn't like that now. She she thinks I'm going to stay. I'm going to take it slow and steady. Well, but yes, congratulations and, be- and welcome back to the saddle. Thank you very much. It was wonderful to be back. And now uh, you're not getting in a pie anytime soon, I hope. Um, no, it's... Take your uh, head like this. <laughs> probably not for another another six to eight weeks. Okay, Just good. I need, I have a little more strengthening to do. Although it's, um, Max, uh, he, he caught his toe on, on something. The footing was a little deep in the out, outdoor arena today. And he, I think he just caught his toe, you know, on the deep footing. And um, he so he tripped a little bit. And of course, my thighs instantly reacted so i was very happy at that you know it was just an instant grip with my seat so i'm like oh whew, i haven't lost my survival skills <laughs> so i'm like i might be able to get on pie before the year's out great but we have a great a great girl who's interested in him good well, that's and good that- and i you know i think that i just don't you know as wendy said i don't think the uh the yin and the yang are correct no i posted on her facebook page i said wendy What's what's the element for the person who is like calm and peaceful and quiet? Because whatever it is, it puts out the fire. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> this girl is it. She's so I think she's either um, she said she's either an earth or a metal. So yes. yeah. And I, I took this quiz online. Um, how to tell your personality, your traditional Chinese medicine personality. Yeah. And I took the quiz, and it turns out that I am primarily fire. Which I but, think everybody knows. <laughs> but I'm closely – now, the idea is to have a balance, right? Right, right. Okay? So, but I'm closely followed. It was like 28% fire, but then 25% earth, which is actually very serene. It's really kind of um, – Have you ever had a serene moment in your life? I do. Okay. I, yes. I'm actually – that's my problem was I'm either on full speed or I'm off. I'm either wicked fiery the or... The one I'm used to is the on. 
or wicked chill because you, we're usually talking about horses. And so when I'm passionate about something, I get all jacked up. <laughs> well, congratulations. I'm really glad you're back in the saddle. Uh, that's a good thing. That is a good thing. You'll be much happier now. You're gonna. Not, you'll be. So will everybody else in my <laughs> life. Right, exactly. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. So will Peter. So will Grace. Everybody will be happier. <laughs> hey, we have a great show lined up for today, and, and more talking to do as well. But uh, we have two absolutely lovely ladies on today, and I'm so excited about that. First up is going to be uh, Yvonne Allen talking about a. A website and a program she started calling called Voice for the Horse, and we're going to talk more about that coming up. And then a delightful young lady by the name of Julia Ray, who's a singer and a model and an actress and appeared at her song in a horse movie that's coming out this week. And we're going to talk about that movie, and we're going to talk about her musical career as well. And then you have a product for us today. So we got all of that coming up. And guess what's coming up next week? Uh-oh. What? The annual gift-buying episode. It's that time of year. Where oh, Question, we get to do it. Yeah, oh, my Question favorite. is going to be stopping by for the annual gift-buying episode. So you'll want to tune in then uh, next week to get all your gift-buying ideas. Remember, we do that every – we've done that, what, every year since we've started. Yeah, so this is year number four, right? Yeah, this will be year number four. And I think it's a question collection. It's been doing this every year. Oh, yep. Yep. So uh, we're looking forward to that. That'll be coming up next week. Uh, I can't believe we're doing that one already. It's like, it can't be time yet. I can't believe it's November 9th. I know. It's going to be like 2012 soon. That's because my life stopped on April 9th when I came off my horse. And you know <laughs> Nothing's what? And, you know, we only have one more year from, from December, what, the 12th? Isn't that when the Mayans said in 2012? So we only have another year. 2012. Oh, yeah, I better get busy doing yeah, those. You've got a lot of things you have to do on your bucket list yet. Yeah. Okay. So uh, get them all done. You only have a year, according to the Mayans. Uh-huh. So we're going to be having all of that coming up very shortly. But first, let's talk about equestrian collections. You know, they are coming up for the annual gift buying episode. If you want a gift for the holidays, think about going to equestrian collections first. We'll be highlighting 10 of those. Uh, more popular items or new items that they want to uh, share with you next week. And then Helene and I, we always pick a couple, too, because that's what we do. We, always, <laughs> we usually pick the stocking stuffers that are the cheaper stuff that you can use as stocking stuffers. So, yeah, uh, But Equestrian Collections is your holiday shop. They have a lot of different products and a lot of new stuff to the holidays this year. So stop over to equestriancollections.com, and very shortly you'll see all of their holiday messages, and you're going to find what you need over there at equestriancollections.com. Let's go to Yvonne Allen, who's here, who was referred to us by Templeton Thompson, our friend and musician, and she said, I'm working with this organization. You really should get Yvonne on there. She's the founder of The Voice for the Horse, and she, she'll tell you all about it and, you know, Templeton was just so passionate about this. So let's talk to Yvonne. Welcome, Yvonne, to Stable Scoop. I'm really thrilled to have um, a, a new organization and effort that um, to talk about, to learn about. You know, Glenn and I were saying that we don't know much about Voice for the Horse. And with you being the founder and now a director of this organization, I'm really looking forward to learning all about it. I'll tell you what I know so far. <laughs> you're based in okay. <laughs> you're based in um, British Columbia, Canada, yeah. and yeah. you love horses. <laughs> Absolutely, that's all I know. But you are, you know, Voice for the Horse is trying to appeal to the next generation of of horsemen and women. Uh, so, yeah. give us a little background on on what this organization is. 
Well, um, back in 2007, I had, um, after 20 years in the industry of owning my own horse, I, I had some insight, I guess you might say similar to what Bo Derek might have gone through or even the Madeline Pickens of the world, where you see something and it forever changed your life and then you do something. And I can only compare to that because I know Bo and I've met her um, at, at one release that she did, a press release up here in Canada, actually, and her life did change. And, um, you know, she found out about the example, example, it was the horse fodder industry. That's what happened to me when I learned about the Premarin industry, when someone joked at me back in 2007 and said, well, I guess it's time for you to start taking your Premarin hormone pills. And I was like, what is that? Uh, seriously, now, now you know my age, okay? I'm <laughs> giving part of me away there. But I was like so intrigued by what they were telling me. I thought it couldn't be. I went home and Googled it because I have to know everything. I was shocked, absolutely shocked. And um, so I turned around and I thought, well, I've got to do something with this because of what I know and my passion for horses and as an equine therapist and, and knowing the horse as a sentient being, you know, um, that they feel things. This is just, to me, it just didn't seem right. And then, of course, the other doors were exposed and opened to me about the heart sides of the industry. So I just went to work and did a lot of fundraising for Heart and Stroke Foundations, educating women on Premer. And, and, you know, that was very fun and exciting. And then I started to write after I found it difficult to contend with, the hardships. So I, I turned my project into a passion of love. The hardships that I was enduring and experiencing, in fact, were almost damaging me or, or emotionally like causing me so much grief that the only way for me to get around that part was to write. And I started writing, and Voice for the Horse, as you know, today has become a project of passion and love for horses. And in my experience of all my years networking and in the corporate world, because I network a lot, so, a lot outside of the corporate world, I came to realize there's horse lovers everywhere. Not all of them can participate because of lifestyles and so forth, but I don't think there's one person I ever met that said, I don't like a horse. And, and the children, in fact, today, you know, you put kids with horses and you see it all the time. They're infatuated. And I just had a little girl out here just last week, and she met my horses, two draft crosses. And you know what? She was playing with these horses, and she was the little lead mare of those two horses. I couldn't have believed it. Because, <laughs> That's awesome. And she knew nothing. I mean, I've got pictures on my website, and, you know, there's a story behind it, but she's in her little pink dress, and her mother's out there doing a photo shoot with her photographer. Well, guess where the photographer photographer ends up going? To the girl and the horse, because yeah. there's such an amazing thing happening there. So our project, it reaches out to um, children. Um, I, in fact, just approached my first school board um, last week um, with the with the wild horse riding competition that we're presently hosting. And I'm totally entering my daughter in that. Cool. Absolutely. Cool. I just that was one of the first things I saw because it's at the top of your website that that first button, um, and I read the press release about. Uh, yeah. You know, having these kids, and I like the fact that there's, you know, categories for 12 and under and then, you know, 13 to 18, and um, right. that it's open to kids in both Canada and the U.S. So I think this That's is a right. great place to start because, you know what, when we grown-ups, we have so much baggage. It's hard for us to get our point across without, yeah. you know, taking the scenic route to the point, which I'm guilty of, or, uh-huh. um, you know, having a bias. There's kids, they just, they say it so simply and directly that you tend to, it's hard to ignore it. Or yeah. compartmentalize it into something like, oh, I wish I could help the horses or I wish I could be a better horseman, but I don't have the time or I don't have the tools. And yet you right. look at something that a child has written or has expressed and they simplify it way better than any grown-up can. So I, I think I'm just, this is a great start. I'm just shivering here with goosebumps here because, you know, what I'm seeing 
is just blowing me away in some cases with, with what's happening with the kids and the horses right now and, and their willingness to participate. And what um, our program does, in fact, it engages the parent with the child to participate. A, they've got to sign waivers, okay, you know, for children to participate because they're under that age. Um, but B, it also brings back that parent, it, you know, get, gets them more connected to their inherent grassroots because it wasn't that long ago that we had horses in our lives and their parents certainly did. So it's also about that grassroots effort about let's remember who we are and where we came from. And, for example, this last school, the school district I went to last week, they saw the project, and in 24 hours they contacted me and said, we will distribute this to 20, 41 of our schools in our district. And that's one one district wow. out of many now you're, that that's, could embrace that. They're, they're going to distribute what? The, the comp- writing competition? For the, you bet. Yes, wow. they are. All the teachers will be informed about it. Now, what they do with it is another thing, but as I write in my press release and when you go on the website, you know, I encourage um, the children to share with their parents or guardians what it is they are learning through this program because, in fact, what has inspired a big part of this is the fact that the parents are so interested in, in horses as well, and they would like to see a great program for horses. They'd like to learn more. They're out of touch because there's no access for people that live in the city, for example, to horses that's directed to them as a horse lover. So we, through social media and our fine art projects and what we will be bringing forward, will be able to engage all of this other network of people that otherwise don't have horses where, you know, it is our hope that they will, you know, be intrigued enough to come out to the country, you know, when the weather gets great and go to the shows and, and to, you know, share this passion, sport, love for horses, um, you know, with with everyone. You know, it's kind of an invitation to come out and check out what we're doing too. <laughs> well, I'm really excited that we had the chance to learn about Boys for the Horse and that there's somebody so passionate behind the effort. I think um, what I'm going to take away from this discussion, Yvonne, is is to think about how I can better serve the horses in in my life, in my country, you know, in my neighborhood. Like you said, they are constantly adapting to serve us in so many different ways. How can I, what, what can I do? You know, what's my part to serve them better? And so, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's, it's, it's a good catalyst. Voice for the Horse seems to be a good catalyst for that kind of thinking. Yeah. So well, tell people my- how we can, tell people how they can find out more about the organization and how they can help. Oh, for sure. Um, obviously, come to our website, which is www.voiceforthehorse.com. Well, it's nice to know that we have another passionate woman in the horse world who's doing something with her passion and her belief. So I think um, Voice for the Horse is going to go places, and uh, we should keep an eye on them. Yeah, terrific. Okay. And, and, and Gracie's going to have to write a story here pretty soon, get it in the contest. I know. I'm really excited about that because it's... <laughs> It's nice to have an inspiration. She she draws pictures of horses all the time. They're everywhere. Unfortunately, oh, really? they're all over my walls. Yeah. I'm like, Grace, you need to write, draw on paper, not my furniture. Uh, so we have uh, – actually, coming up next, I am ab- absolutely in love with this girl. I had no idea who she was before this movie came out and before we interviewed her. And now that we've we – spoken with her and you're going to hear her in just a minute you're going to fall in love with her too we're going to talk with julia ray and she sang the title song of the movie the greening of whitney brown her song is called be that girl and julia actually she's a beautiful young woman she's about 19 years old almost 20 she Can um, I emphasize the beautiful as a guy here she <laughs> no because she's 19 uh, she's, no she's, you can she's just over say 18 she's, she is beautiful she's, she's just, a, and, 
She's, she is beautiful. She is, she's beautiful. And, but you know what? When you hear her, you'll feel that her beauty comes from within and uh, makes her all the more beautiful on the outside. But, you know, um, so she's this very talented singer, um, actress, model, and a, just a really nice human being. But, you know, she struggled a bit because when she was born, she was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, which is a chronic lung disease. And she grew up trying to reconcile while why she would be born with a lung disease and yet be this really gifted singer. So in her teens, in her early teens, she decided to use her voice in a special way. And she founded a nonprofit organization called Singing at the Top of My Lungs. And her mission with that organization is to build awareness and research for um, and fund research for a cure for cystic fibrosis. You know, cystic fibrosis affects a lot of kids. And I can't, it's just, I can't imagine what it must be like to live trying, struggling to breathe every day. And she does. She said every day is, is a regimen. Um, so not only does she have this uh, challenge to deal with, but she's overcome that challenge and, I mean, kicked its tushy. And when you hear her coming up in this interview, I, like I said, I think you're going to fall in love with her just the way Glenn and I have. So well, let's gonna, take a li- How would you like to listen to her song out of the movie, Be That Girl, before we talk to her? What do you think? I would love it. All right. Let's, this is Be That Girl. It's out of the movie coming out this today on the 11th of November. It's called The Greening of Whitney Brown. It'll be coming out at theaters all across the country. So take a look for it in your area. But it's called Be That Girl by Julia Ray.
Well, hi, Julia, and welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. It's good to have you on. Hi, Glenn. It's so great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, we are excited because this we, get, we always love it when horsey movies come out. Now, we have not seen this one yet, and you have. So uh, it's called The Greening of Whitney Brown, and it's really meant to be a, a teenager come-to-life kind of movie. Um, no, you mean coming of age? That's what I kind of meant. Come to yeah. life would be to mean life. being born, Glenn. Oh, that's true. Okay, <laughs> let's reverse that. It would be a, like a teenager coming of age movie. Yes. So now you got to go to the premiere of this movie the other night, right? I did, yes. It was so much fun. And where actually, was it? Tell us all about it. It was in New York City. And um, this, everyone was there, Sammy Henratty, the star of the movie, and the other star of the movie, the gypsy vanner, Odd Job Bob, was there. He was oh. there in the city? <laughs> he was in the middle of New York City. Did people just, like, stop in their tracks because and drool over him? They did, and he looked so beautiful. I mean, I didn't expect to feel, you know, like a horse was going to be the star of the red carpet, but he really was. Upstaged by a horse. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Upstaged by somebody who can poop wherever he wants. <laughs> yes. And he's, he's a gypsy vanner, so he's got that hair. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah he's... it's got a huge mane, a huge tail, and I'm sure they had him polished to the max. They did. They they said they shaved him, I think, like three times. <laughs> Oh. To get them all shiny, so. Well, you know, a uh, uh, name listeners will know. His trainer for this movie was Tommy Turvey. Yes, and he was there as well. Tommy, he, talk about Tommy, a funny guy. Tommy's a funny guy. Oh, he's hilarious, and he makes a cameo appearance in the film. <laughs> I so, can't know. Have you? Did you have a chance to actually sit and and watch the film? Like, were you involved with that? Yes, I had seen the film before the premiere, and then I got to watch it again on the big screen. So that was, it was just amazing to see it on the big screen. And uh, it was, it's a really great film, and I'm so proud of Sammy Henratty. She's such a talented actress, and it's amazing to see the chemistry between Sammy and Ajab Bob, because Ajab Bob did a fantastic job. Well, let's tell everybody what the movie was about, and then we'll talk a little bit more about who's in it and Sammy. So can, can sure. you give us a brief rundown of what it's about? Yeah, it was about Whitney Brown, who's um, a teenage girl, a tween, really, and she grew up uh, outside of Philadelphia in the suburbs, and um, her dad lost his job in the recession, so their house gets repossessed. Everything is taken from them, and Whitney is a very materialistic girl, so when they move out to the country to her father's home where he grew up, she is miserable, hates it, and misses her old home and her credit card. <laughs> and But when she moves out to the country, she meets Ajab Bob and falls in love with this horse and really learns through her friendship with the horse that what, what life is really about is where your family is and home is where your family is and it has little to do with what you're wearing and who you're wearing and what's, what kind of phone you have. And did they get that? Was that point? Did they really get that across? They did, yeah. And they really drove it home. It was. It's got a great, really a great moral for girls and teens. And at the end of the movie, you see the family come together, and it's just. It is such a, such a feel good movie, and I love it. Now, did you you have your your song is featured in this movie? Be that girl, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you, and it's an original song. Does that mean that, uh, did you write it? 
my producers, uh, Michael Lloyd and Greg O'Connor, wrote, wrote the song Be That Girl, uh, and it's such a great song. And it was amazing to sit in the theater and have it come on. As soon as the last line is said, my song starts. So it, it was a really great moment. I bet. Were you For feeling you, you it? You must have been like, yeah. everywhere. I was going to say it. Like, <laughs> but when, you, when you're rehearsing and when you're preparing the song for, for film, um, did, you, did you watch the movie first and then deliver the song or was it all together? I mean, how do you, how do you deliver the emotion with a song when it's attached to a movie? You know, actually, we recorded this song, and then um, Michael Lloyd, my producer, was um, the music supervisor for the film and did all the music. And after we recorded it, he showed me um, the, the last clip of the movie and my song in the movie, and it just was one of those things that fit so perfectly, and the producers of the movie loved it. So it, it was just one of those moments that it, everything came together. You just got it right, sort of plugged in perfectly. Yeah. Exactly. Isn't that cool? It is cool. And and to be, now, is this the first time that a song of yours or a song that you've sung has been featured in a movie? It is. So it's really quite a moment for me. It's, it's been, I was pinching myself after the premiere. I see your little gaga goo goo right now. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I will say that uh, Julia is an absolutely gorgeous girl. You've been a model, you've done all that and you were in good company. Now was Brooke Shields there or did she have to work that night? She was there. Um, we we chose a Monday night for the premiere because she's on Broadway right now. Right. So um, Monday night was her dark night. So she was there with her girls, and um, she looked beautiful. And she does such a great job in this movie. Did you Did you get to meet her? I did. She is such a lovely person. Really? She's so sweet. Yeah. Well, and you got Chris Christopherson actually plays the uh, the tr- it's the neighbor that has that has the horse, right? Yes, and he is. So adorable. He's great. Sammy, Sammy really had a connection with him as well, and he was there. And Sammy, of course, Henry, of course, was the girl who played the girl in the movie, the main character. <laughs> yes, yeah. Whitney Brown. You know, Chris Christopherson's one of those guys. He's made some really, really crappy movies when he was young. Mm-hmm. And now that he's gotten older and plays sort of the old curmudgeon characters, he's done. I, I, I like him. I, yeah. I can't believe I just said that on the air, but I do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I knew it was coming out. <laughs> You're outed. You're officially outed. And so now when you were working on, on the song and the, the film, did you, um, what was your involvement with the, the like you had a mu- music supervisor and was that sort of the person that you worked the most with and um, where did they do most of the filming of the movie? So um, I did work with my producer because he was the music supervisor. So I worked closely with him and I also, um, eventually had a meeting with the director and the producer of the film because they decided to shoot a music video with me. Right. So the film um, was shot partly in Philadelphia and partly in Georgia, so in Atlanta. So, okay. uh, but you didn't have to go on location with them? No, we filmed the music video on a beautiful ranch in Burbank, California. Isn't that funny? So, and you, you grew up where you're from Philadelphia area, right? Yes, and I live I live in Los Angeles now, so I go back oh. and forth between the East and West Coast. Oh, okay, okay. I thought that would be funny if you were everything pretty much takes place on the East Coast, but yet you fly to Burbank to, to, to shoot the video. video. Yeah, right. It makes, it makes sense. Hey, we're not saying that the movie industry is makes sense. It makes right. good movies. That's what it does. So you, you did this music video at a ranch. Can you can you plug the ranch? Um, I actually 
you know what? I don't even know mm-hmm. the name of the ranch, okay. but I know I, I did get to meet the owners, and they're from Philadelphia too. It was such a oh, small wow. world. <laughs> All of these connections, so it was it was a great time, and it was beautiful. That's because there's a horse involved. The horse yeah. world is a small, freakishly small world. So when there's <laughs> odd job, Bob is involved. Really, this circle just gets smaller and tighter. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't read anything about this. Was Odd Job Bob the Gypsy Vanner? Was he one of Tommy Turvey's horses, or did Tommy Turvey acquire him, or just train him? Do you know the story behind him? I believe Tommy Turvey just started working with him for the film. Okay. All right. Yeah, the executive producer of the film uh, loves horses and owns Odd Job Bob, so ah, I think okay. he he called Tommy in to train gotcha. him. So he, so it was the executive producer that actually had the horse. We got to yeah. find that person. I know. <laughs> we got to find the executive we producer. We talk to, to him too and get well, him on. Now you, you're a model. You're a singer. Obviously, a very good singer. What's next for you? Where do you go from here? I am really just continuing to perform all over, and um, I'm continuing my my modeling career. And I love um, after watching. Um, the premiere and going to the premiere, I really, I've been acting as well. So I, I love to do some roles. You kind of like the and... red carpet, didn't you, Julia? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> Not going to lie. It was so much fun. <laughs> I see it now. This is the last time we're talking to Julia. You know that. Whole thing. No, no, no. Not She's going to remember the little again. horse people. <laughs> She's going to remember the little horse people. Well, I would imagine that very soon after the movie gets released, all over that you will start to get offers and and start to hear from other people in the industry. Do you think that's going to happen? I hope so. I I had a really great time and made some connections at the, at the premiere and people are loving the song and it's the kind of song that because it's at the end of the film, you go away singing. So I just hope people enjoy it and it's a feel good song. So I, I hope so. I'm telling you, we're all tapping our toes over here in my house. It's just gonna, it's stuck in your head. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, it, it's like any job, you know, when you have sort of this, not that you're, you're inexperienced at your job, but it's sort of like your entry level big project, you know, and yeah. you, you make connections in that, that when you work with people, they realize, oh, you know, Julia was really great to work with. She's professional. She's talented. You know, and the next time something comes up, you have that that business relationship. So I would imagine that you, we're going to see a heck of a lot more of you in the very near future. I hope so. That would be great. <laughs> Just like Brooke Shields, she'll be on an island to make Will you movie. stop with the Brooke Shields? <laughs> oh. <laughs> He will go to see this movie just for Brooks. He's America's horse husband. He will not even look twice at Odd Job Bob. He will just be waiting for the, for Brooks' scenes. Well, and you got to remember, I'm at the same exact same age as Brooke Shields. So I grew up, you know, we grew up, Brooke Shields was the one that we had the hots for when we were younger. Yeah. You know, she was I have girl. the hots for a gypsy vanner. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you say this is actually made for teenagers and preteens, but would adults enjoy it too? They really would. It has a great family message, and all of the parents that came of the kids in the movie, they love the film, and my mom loves the movie, and I'm her youngest, so it's not like she has kids that she's going to take this to, and she loves it, and I love it, and I'm I'm 19, almost 20, so so I really was surprised at how much I love this film. Well, that's terrific. Well, your website is Julia Ray. That's R A E dot com, yes. and that's where everybody can find you. They can can they buy the song off your site too? Be that girl is not available yet, but okay. um, my song "Sing It at the Top of Your Lungs" is on iTunes. But you can listen to it on my website. 
I'll tell you what, if you give us permission, what we'll do for today's show is we'll play uh, Singing at the Top of My Lungs out of today's show, if you'll let us do that. That would be great. Yes, uh, please right. do. Yeah, we'll and do that. So Before be we let you go, though, um, there is a little, there, there's a little snafu in your bio here. I don't even yeah. want to call it a snafu, but um, I know that you have been a keynote speaker and a performer at um, several Cystic Fibrosis Foundation events and fundraisers. Tell us why. Well, I was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis before I was born, uh, and I really live and breathe my mission of raising awareness and raising funds for this disease and really being out there for kids that are growing up with it and showing them that you can overcome obstacles and do what you set your heart on. And, and you know, the, the irony of it is that, you know, cystic fibrosis is a chronic lung disease, and you are a singer. You're, that's you, you know... That had to be probably one of the greatest challenges on top of just having cystic fibrosis, but then knowing that you were born to sing. Yeah, it was hard to reconcile. As, as a kid, I was very angry for a while about why I would be given a lung disease and the passion to perform. So, But uh, I'm glad I found the passion to also use my voice to raise awareness. And how are you feeling now? Is it, is it bring, does it bring you down? Is it still a challenge? It's a challenge every day. It's a daily regimen um, just to keep breathing. But, you know, I, am, I, I feel really good right now, and I am living my dream, so I really can't complain. Well, we are, we're, we're, you know, we're living your dream with you because we get to experience it. I think you have a great gift, a great, great gift. And um, I'm glad to hear that you're getting... All these wonderful things that this the start of this. I keep thinking of a yellow brick road is sort of in my mind when I, you know, I can't see you because we're all in we're in different parts of the country. But when I see you and I sort of have this visual image in my mind about your your career and your talents, Does I that just mean that Julia's surrounded by ten men and lions. Is that yeah, how it feels, Julia? <laughs> Somebody's going to throw apples at you along the way, my dear. But I'm I'm happy for you. I'm really happy for you. And um, we Glenn and I both look forward to hearing a lot more from you, Julia Ray. Thank you Thanks. so much. And I hope, I hope I do get to ride a horse in a movie and then I'll talk to you guys again. Okay, yeah, <laughs> Oh, you gosh, yeah. Yeah. You better. Well, we'll, we'll hunt you down. We definitely will. And the <laughs> movie comes out on the, uh, today, actually, as this show comes out on the 11th. It should be out. Now, is it opening to a wide release or a, do you know? It's uh, select theaters, and I know there's some locations in Kentucky and um, top 25 markets, and then it'll be on DVD in early 2012. All right, so you can just check uh, the website for, for just search the greening of uh, Whitney Brown, and you'll find information on where it's opening as well. Thank you, Julia Ray. Thank you so much, Glenn and Alina. It's so fun to talk to you guys. What an absolute delight. She, I know. I would have not guessed she was from Philadelphia. Let's start there. And I can rightly say that because I grew up not far from Philadelphia. Yes, so. this is true. This is true. <laughs> but New Yorkers are tough and, and curmudgeon and Philadelphians are just miserable. Yes, exactly. But she has none of that. She's so, light and lively. You know, she actually, when she was telling the story of what this movie was about, I kind, you know, the girl from Philadelphia and, you know, ended up being so sweet and everything was like, Wow, that's her. You know, she's she's she is so sweet. And she said she told us off the air that she used to ride when she was a kid, but she got so busy with acting and everything, and and music that she she didn't have a chance to ride as much, but hopes to do so again. So she will be. We'll we'll get her back in the saddle. She was is going to be a star. There's no question. I also looked at pictures on her Facebook page of her at the red carpet. She looked very good, 
very she's very comfortable there. I think she's really we need more people like her in the horse world. That's why she's talented. She's determined. And I got to tell you that Sammy Hanratty who played the star in the movie who I think is what 14 maybe. Yes. Uh, is absolutely cute as a button and looked like she was having a blast at the at the uh red carpets. <laughs> and and, and odd job Bob, the gorgeous Gypsy Vanner oh, who also stars in the movie was at the red carpet premiere in New York City. You know, that's the best is when you have a Gypsy Vanner in downtown Manhattan literally stopping traffic. It doesn't happen. I wonder who. Often. See, now this is what. what <laughs> there's Brooke Shields and then there's Odd Job Bob. You'd be looking at Brooke and I'd be looking at Odd Job Bob. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Although I have to say that I think uh, Julio's outfit was much nicer than Brooke's. I think Brooke needed some help in the dressing department for that particular premiere. Yeah. I'm, I I'm so giving maybe. Julia the vote for that one. She needs, Brooke needs a date. <laughs> <laughs> well, next up we have our tech and habit segment. This Tack and Habit segment is sponsored by KPPUSA.com. One thing that horse people look for in a supplement is a safe, reliable product that will address the challenges facing their horse. The employees at Kentucky Performance Products couldn't agree more. In fact, they feed KPP supplements to their own horses. Joint Armor from KPP provides your horse with the building blocks necessary to maintain healthy joints throughout his lifetime. Kentucky Performance Products Quality Assurance provides you with the confidence that you're purchasing a safe, high-quality product. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Joint Armor is concentrated and affordable. One jar lasts up to 75 days. Joint Armor helps maintain fluid motion and flexibility in your horse's joints. It also supports normal cartilage development and reduces joint deterioration. That's always a good thing. So learn more about Joint Armor from KPP and all of their other terrific products at kppusa.com. Thank you, Helena. Now, you picked the product for this week, didn't you? I did. This is a favorite in my tack room, and, you know, it's sort of a, a sleeper product. It, it's, uh, it's something I've had around for quite a while. And I only but it would just, make a good gift coming up. It would make a great gift coming up. Um, it is a plaid hat bag. It's a helmet carry case, and um, <laughs> it's kind of simple, not, not a lot going on there. Uh, but the one that I have and the one that I chose to talk about today is... Uh, made by Jack's Manufacturing. It's extremely handy. Uh, and for twenty three ninety five retail, you know, like, oh, that's not bad. It's a nice price point for a, for a gift if you have a trainer or instructor. Um, so it has this really nice neutral black and tan plaid design, kind of, um, you know, old it could school be a kilt. plastic. could be a kilt. It's, yeah. And it's, it's handsome looking, so it's a good gift for either a man or a woman. But the inside um, of the hat bag is padded with foam and it's lined with nylon. And what I found, I can tell you from firsthand experience, that this hat bag resisted the summer moldiness that the rest of my tack room did not. We had a very humid summer and a couple of good rainstorms and everything in my tack room in my barn went green and fuzzy. Oh, really? Yeah. Everything. And I had a helmet um, hanging up and the inside of that helmet turned green and fuzzy. Ew. The helmet that I had inside this hat bag, it was disgusting. I was like, I can't even watch. There's no way I could say this. You're not even going to put, you just throw it away. I just throw it away. It was close to, it was almost four or five years old, so it was close to going anyway. anyway, But But, um, I like to keep a hard hat on hand just in case 
you know, something. I have like four or five helmets in my tack room in case anybody comes and doesn't have one. But I, I like to keep them. So anyway, um, but this, the helmet that was inside this hat bag, nothing. Clean and dry as a whistle. Um, it's really light. You know, it's like I can pit, lift the hat bag up with my pinky. You know, it's not it doesn't add any extra weight. You can right. sling it around. You can crumple it up and throw it in your car. And it's padded, so it does, you know, if you drop your helmet or if something bangs up against it, it, it affords it a little bit of protection because of the, the padding inside. My favorite feature is you can wash this thing a million times, and it comes out the same <laughs> as when it went in. So yeah, do you think it's uh, it's it'll fit any size helmet or? Yep, any size helmet. Because um, I have that leather one that I got, that uh, leather-looking one from uh, Troxel. Yes, it'll fit in there. Will it? Yep, it'll fit in there. something for that because, you know, that's with that leather outer on that helmet, you don't want it being banged around. Nope, this is, um, this is perfect for that. So it washes really well. It's light. The zipper on it, which, you know, zippers are like the bane of my existence. Whatever you buy that has a zipper on it, the zipper is the thing that always goes. Yep. Um, and I kind of abuse the zipper. It's a plain zipper. Nothing really. It doesn't have a brand name. It's not like that KK whatever zipper that all the boots have. You know, the tall boots have the special zipper. It's just a plain old, like, plastic-coated zipper. Survives everything. It's fabulous. No problems with the zipper. Um, so it's coated and it's sturdy. The little handle on this hat bag, I love it. Who would have thought? You can... Um, you know, I, like I said, I can hold it with my pinky. I can, hold I can see you throwing this around. It's bad I, totally, I can throw it around. I totally, no, no, when my helmet's in it, I'm a little bit more, you know, careful. But um, so anyway, so I what I do is, is sometimes if I take my saddle with me, I just slip the girth over like through my stirrups and like I throw a stirrup strap through the loop of the hat bag. So I've got my saddle pet, my saddle, my girth and my helmet. You know, those kind of things that you need to take with you if you're riding your horse someplace else or you're moving around. So I know it's a silly little thing, but believe it or not, that handle on this bag comes in really handy. Well, no pun intended. And it's cheap enough. Twenty three ninety five again, yeah. by Jack's Manufacturing. And Jack's also makes a bridal bag and garment bag in the same material. So if you wanted to do a whole set. All right. So that's the uh, Jack's. Plaid hat bag, and, and uh, I'm sure they just Google that. They can find it almost everywhere. They can find it, yes. Yep. All right, sounds good. Well, thank you very much, Helena. That's the Tack and Habit product of this week. Next week, a whole bunch of products for your shopping pleasure. Uh, we're going to do our annual gift-buying episode with Equestrian Collections. So you can look forward to that uh, next week. And you're going to ride your horse some more. You're going to go horse shopping for a new one. I am. Well, the girl who um, who's interested in pie has a bomb-proof quarter horse that she would like to trade. Perfect. That's what we'll you see. need. We'll you see. Need We're going to go. I know I need a beaker. We're going to go take a look at him on Sunday so I can report next week on what I find. And yesterday on Horses in the Morning Show, we talked about uh, my wife knows everything. <laughs> she does. the race horse that you might have seen the video, the YouTube video for where it's the race uh, that my wife knows everything was running against my wife knows nothing. Do you remember that one? <laughs> yes, I do. Well, this horse is at one of your favorite places in Ohio, up for adoption. My wife yes, knows Yes, new everything. vocations. New vocations. So we had her on to talk about it. And I thought, what, if we had the money right now and could do this, I would do it in a second. And we would buy My Wife Knows Everything and make him the mascot of the horse radio, make her the mascot of the horse radio network. 
Was it a him or her? Uh, uh, it was a oh, girl. Was it it's a girl. Uh, it's a mayor. So we would have made her the mascot because what would be a more perfect mascot for America's horse husband than to own a horse called My Wife Knows Everything? <laughs> Wouldn't that have been perfect? Yes. And she is absolutely the cutest thoroughbred you've ever seen. She's is she going to be in your barn soon? No, we just can't afford it right now. You know, the cheapest part is still buying them. And yeah, I know. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so yeah, and you have the beaker. We the have beaker. the beaker. Although, you know, I, I think, uh, Jennifer, you know how she likes thoroughbred mares, and this one's cute as the Dickens. I think that she would have taken to this one pretty quickly, and then the beaker would have become mine again. And I could have, uh, you know, taught him how to drive my quarter horse. <laughs> beaker would have been mine again. Yeah, you're like, you're totally a horse husband. You're like, I want this horse, but only if my wife takes care of it. <laughs> she, I think my wife has loved having Beaker. She loves Beaker. She gets to ride him, and he just doesn't have to worry about anything. And did she tell you he's jumping now, the quarter horse, trail horse? No. Yeah, he's jumping jumps and looking like a real pro now. Well, you know, that's Jennifer. I mean, you should have seen when, when I first brought Zeke home and then what Jennifer helped me turn Zeke into, a little jumping fool. Yeah. Quarter horses. They yeah. And Jennifer. <clears throat> uh, yeah. They can do anything. I, so I'm, I'm I think that is the thing about the quarter horses. They can do anything. They are. They're versatile. I mean, what is, was that? They have that versatility. Yeah. Don't they have like the versatility. versatility class. Yeah. 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 Well, so that's good. Well, good luck on the search. Keep us informed on what's going on in the horse hunt. Post pictures on our Facebook page. Oh, I will. I will. And don't forget to like our Facebook page. Just search for Stable Scoop on Facebook, and you'll find us there. And what else did I forget? Um, that's about it. That's about it. So we have the, the shopping show next week. Uh, if you want details about today's show, you can go to stablescoop.com. You can find us on Facebook under Stable Scoop. Uh, we've been tweeting at Horse Radio. Have you noticed I've been tweeting, Glenn? Yes, I did. more tweets that. in there? You got more tweets. You're getting, a, you're getting to be a real Twitter. I'm trying to – I know. I, I need to consolidate <laughs> getting to be – I'm a twit. I yes. just had to add the er at the end a there. Tweeter. You're a real tweeter. A tweeter. I'm more of a twitter. <laughs> Many thanks to our sponsors, Equestrian Collections. We love you. And Kentucky Performance Products. What else? That's it. Be sure that's to visit it. all the other great shows on the network at horseradionetwork.com. Well, that's it for this week, Helena. We have to get ready to shop next week. Ooh, I better start now. That's it. There'll be more. We'll see you next week. There may be trouble. I may need to shed a few tears But I got faith in tomorrow And strength you can borrow from me Shout it out, learn to fly There's a dream for you and I So many dreams are waiting to time to 
Yeah.